you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Welcome back to the Sporting Capital. Uh, just a quick score in the NBL, Illawarra 25, South East Melbourne 24, a couple of minutes in to the second quarter. Coming up at 8.30, Joe Watton's going to join us to preview this round of AFLW action. Uh, but it's an absolute pleasure to have our first guest of the show on tonight. Now, as I look around Instagram, what do I see uh, with uh, current AFL players, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. And I uh, am jealous of a lot of what I'm seeing in terms of postseason trips. I'm seeing players over at Oktoberfest. I'm seeing players going to Bali, uh, players heading around Europe, uh, players here, there and everywhere. You'll see a lot of players going to the races. Um, you will see the players getting to spend their uh, well-earned downtime in a numerous and wonderful ways, varied ways. But I don't think anyone's doing what Hugh McCluggage is doing. So I thought we'd better get him on, the Brisbane Lions superstar, just to tell us how he's spending his off-season and the phenomenal charity that he is helping spend and do that with. Uh, Hugh, hello, mate. G'day, mate. Thanks for having me on and let me chat about this for a, for a bit. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, so as I said, a lot of people going to do a lot of things in their off-season, footy trips and whatnot, um, different clubs do different things. Just explain to us what you're just about to do for World Youth International. Uh, yeah, so uh, start of November, I'll head over to Nepal with a small group of um, people from the organisation and um, spend a little bit of time travelling around there and having a look around uh, Kathmandu and, and that area. And then I'm doing a week of teaching uh, at, at their school there. They have the... Um, World Youth International School. So um, teach a bit of English, a bit of sport and a bit of music as well and uh, hopefully have a bit of fun. Mate, that's extraordinary. What what prompted this? How did your relationship with World Youth International start? Yeah, so they're a partner of the club and uh, we we have a great careers team at, at the club who sort of work with you to try and see what you want to do and so far I haven't really been able to work out exactly what path I want to go down. Um, so they, they threw this opportunity up to me and, and I thought I may as well give it a crack and uh, do something a little bit different. Obviously, most most years you go away and it's great fun. You, I've been to America and a few other places, but um, to be able to go over to Nepal and probably get a little bit of a different perspective on things will is something that interested me and, and to be able to, to help uh, some kids out over there at the same time is, is going to be pretty special as well. What can you tell us about what World Youth International do? What's their What's their aim? What's their goal? Sorry, mate, I just missed you there. That's okay. Uh, we're speaking to Hugh McCluggage, Brisbane Lions superstar. He's going over to Nepal uh, during this off season to spend uh, a couple of weeks uh, over helping, uh, volunteering, teaching kids uh, music, uh, teaching a whole range of different things. Uh, what do you, What can you tell us about World Youth International, Hugh? What's their What's their motto? What are they aiming to do in their charitable works? Uh, yeah, so they send a lot of nurses and uh, doctors and different. Uh, health professionals over to to help out in the villages and then they also run this school because uh literal literacy um rates over there are really low and they wanted to to give an opportunity to all the kids over there so um they're two things that they're involved in over in in nepal which is really great 
Yeah, I think they've spent, uh, they've sent like 4,000 Australians into volunteering opportunities uh, around the world. They've um, uh, helped provide access to basic services such as healthcare, education to more than 40,000 people across the globe. So they do a phenomenal work uh, committed to enhancing quality of life, advancing health, strengthening communities and reducing poverty through sustainable uh, development projects. Um, that's phenomenal, mate. Um, what do you hope to get out of it personally? Yeah, as I said before, I think just a little bit of perspective on how good we really do have it over here and how lucky I am to be doing what I do for a living. And uh, also, I think it'll just be really rewarding to, to work with the kids at the school and uh, hopefully teach them a thing or two, albeit only I'm only there for a short amount of time. So I'll have to get to work pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, if, if I can leave them with a little bit of something and a uh, whether it's teaching them about, you know, work ethic in, in everything you do, um, teaching them how to kick a footy, how to how to say a few more words in English, any little thing that I can do over there will, will be great reward for, for both parties. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, it's, you should be commended for it. As I said, uh, a lot of players do a lot of things in their off-season, but when you're um, stepping up to do two weeks of charity, helping teaching kids uh, and helping them get access to literacy and music and, and taking a share in as well... Um, you should be commended for that, mate. Let's talk a, a little bit of footy. Um, the finish to the season this year for the Lions, those incredible wins over Richmond and Melbourne, wouldn't have been what you would have liked against Geelong um, in the prelim. What was the wash-up and the wrap-up for the club uh, after that? Uh, yeah, we were, we were pretty disappointed. We obviously um, had a really good couple of weeks before that and then we weren't able to deliver on what we wanted to do against the Cats but as we probably saw in the, the following week, a pretty formidable side and they're the benchmark of the comp at the moment so we'll go away and look at what we have to do to improve on, on our efforts last year and hopefully we can think with a few things and come back bigger and better next year. Uh, congratulations on your second place in the Merritt Murray medal. Um, Lockie Neal getting uh, another one. Uh, looked like it was a pretty, there was a bit of emotion around the night too. They're always a fantastic night uh, the Brisbane Lions' best and fairest, having been to a couple uh, in my time. Um, Mitch Robinson's speech I, I thought was brilliant. And I don't know if enough people know about the role that he's played in, in helping setting up that, that family environment that the club has and, um, and the culture within the club now. And when you got up there from uh, at the end of 2016 and you and Jared Berry and, and uh, after that Cam Rayner and then I think before you, Reese Matheson, um, am I right in saying that um, Mitch and his family really did open up their house to all the young guys. That became the place that you all congregated and family dinners. And every time I'd see on Instagram, there was a ton of you around there. Um, you must be sad to see him go, but can you just talk to us about the, the impact that he's had on you and a lot of the guys who, who came up and came from other states uh, to the Brisbane Lions? Yeah, definitely. I remember when I first got there with, I moved in with him for a little while. So, to do that as an older guy with a family is a pretty uh, unbelievable effort to start. And, yeah, we went over for a few dinners and he was always the first bloke that would be getting around us younger guys and uh, helping us out, as were a lot of the other the other boys as well. That, that's probably where I knew that I'd landed at a pretty pretty awesome place, even though the results weren't there at the time on field. Um, but, yeah, he, he's been an amazing clubman. Uh, he... You know, he brings his family along to a lot of events and he, he really leads the way in that aspect. And then um, on the field, you you saw what he gave. He gives 110%. Um, 
I was locked, I was locked next to him. So <laughs> it, the energy that he brought into the club and, um, you know, the amount of passion he showed when the boys were down and we'd had a bad loss, he's the first guy that's, that's there and trying to lift everyone up, which will be something that I think we'll miss a lot. But hopefully, I reckon Darcy Will might, uh, might step into that role, which will be which would be nice. Um, but there's no doubt Robbo will be missed and his family as well. Hopefully they can stick around and, and be around the club a little bit more. But who knows? We're not sure what he's going to do. And I'm sure that, um, you know, him and his family will have a really great chapter in the next part of their lives. Um, speaking of human cluggage from the Brisbane Lions, is uh, your best mate Jared Berry okay that brother Tom is heading down the highway to the Gold Coast Suns. I thought it was great recruiting. We speak about it a lot that when you and, and Jared, who are great mates, got drafted to the Brisbane together and then just to make sure that uh, Jared didn't go anywhere and, and, and on rights too because Tom, I think, is going to be a very, very good player. Tom comes to the club as well. Is, is Jared all right? Yeah, he'll be all right. I think, obviously, there'll be a little bit of sadness there because they were at boarding school together and then they've moved up to, to Brisbane together and spent probably... Four or five of the, the last um, last six years, I think it is living together. Um, yeah, he'll be he'll be disappointed losing lose him, but at the same time, I think the opportunity that Tommy's got to to go down there and um, and play and and get out as well, and probably probably branch out from Bez a little bit. Um, it'll be it'll be great for him, and we really hope that he goes well. He's been awesome for our club, but probably hasn't got the opportunity he would have wanted, but. Um, that's unfortunately part of it when your team's going really well and, and our injury rate has been great the last uh, three or four years. So, yeah, we're all, we're all sad to lose Tommy, but we're also very, very happy for him and the opportunity he's going to get down at Gold Coast. Hugh is an established star within the team now. Um, we know that some players take quite an active role in the trade period, whether it's uh, touching base with players that the club are interested in and, and getting involved uh, in that process. Um, do you have any involvement in whether it be, you know, bringing Josh Dunkley to the club, which he's committed to say that he wants to go to the Brisbane Lions now? Have you, um, have you had anything to do with Jack Gunston? Are you already having chats to Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher, who we know that the club are keen to match any bids for uh, in the draft? Do you, do you involve yourself in that space at all yet? Um, not too much. I mean, I, I, I live with uh, Will Ashcroft when he came up for a little bit, so... Keep in touch with him via text just every now and then to, to congratulate him really on how good a year he's had and um, you know hopefully we can we can land him so I look forward to that happening and Jasper as well he's around the club um, a fair bit so yeah just chats here and there but as for the other two I sort of I sort of leave that to the Dom and and the guys a bit higher up and if, if they need us to flick a message or whatever just to mm. see how they're going then we'll do that but that's about as far as it goes to be honest and. Um, yeah, I'm actually back on back on the farm in Warrnambool, hence the poor reception. Uh, so I'm I'm far away from it all. I'm just letting them do the work and enjoying a bit of time away from footy. You're doing very well. The reception's holding up fine. Um, I, if I throw any curly ones at you, I'll know that. Oh, sorry, the reception's going a little bit. Um, th- yeah, th- it must be exciting though to think. Okay, so we've got a best and fairest winner for a top eight side, Josh Dunkley. Uh, if the deal can get done, coming our way, we've got a three-time premiership hawk who's capable of kicking 40-plus goals in a year, slotting into our already very potent forward line, your top two in the team, in the competition for scoring this season. And then add ready-made Will Ashcroft, who you've seen firsthand uh, how he goes about it, and Jasper Fletcher's uh, tip for big things as well. That 
that just um, must have you rubbing your hands together. Yeah, definitely. It's it's super exciting. I think we showed this year that we're we're at the point now as a team where it's just finding those extra little one two percenters that uh, get you over the line. And I think Jack Gunston, uh, the the leadership that he'll bring to our forward line will be will be awesome. And, um, we've got a lot of talent throughout our whole team, but just to get another opinion or view on things and how we can best work together to to keep the goals, I guess, um, which is what you're ultimately trying to do as a forward line, but but also defend um, while you're doing that. That'll be something that I think he'll really be able to help us with. And um, Josh Dunkley looks like an extreme professional player. He'll bring some, some running power to our group, which I think will be great for our midfield. So, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's, it's awesome to bring in new players, but but as we all know, you, you've got to you've got to get to look once that hopefully happens and make the most of it because you know, it doesn't matter who you've got in your team, how much talent you've got in there. You at the end of the day, the team that clicks best and, and works together, um, you know, the best at the end of the year seems to be the team that that gets it done and wins the premiership, which is what everyone's aiming to do. Hugh, just a couple more from me. Um, a lot of talk around equalisation and destination clubs and people getting up in arms at Geelong look like they're going to bring in uh, three first-rounders, uh, former first-rounders as players, but also now we pick seven because they did the Jack Bowes deal. And there's people get upset about that. But Brisbane's become a destination club as well. We're only five years ago, uh, a bit more than five years ago, players couldn't get out of there quick enough. But then uh, yourself and, 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 a, and a large group who have come up there have really made a home there. Uh, and now, you, every year, there's another player putting their hand up and saying, actually, uh, I'm keen to get to Brizzy. Explain to people why Brisbane is a destination club. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I, I think, well, I've seen you know both sides of it when I first arrived. It probably wasn't that at all. And and now it's really probably from 2019 or 2018 when we got Charlie and and then Locke and Link and those guys started coming. It yeah, it's really really exciting for the place. I, I think well Brisbane we've obviously got the weather that's that's amazing and it's not a footy state so um, you can probably get out a little bit more and enjoy a little mm. bit more privacy at times. Uh, but then also I think it's a credit to you know the organisation itself and. Swanee, uh, Nobes when he was here, um, Flags for setting up a, a place where people really want to come and work. And I think, yeah, pe- people can see when a club's happy and when people there are happy. And that's definitely the case at Brisbane where we love playing footy. We love getting out there and we're all really good mates. I mean, we're, we're such a tight group, um, which which obviously trans- translates to on-field performance. Um, so I think there are a few things that factor in but the, but the main one, I, I think, is the culture of the club and the leadership that we've got there at the moment. It's yeah, it's really solid, and uh, it means that players from the outside probably see that and want to want to be a part of it. You mentioned Chris Fagan, Hugh, and I don't expect you in any way, shape, or form to speak to the allegations that have been levelled there. And it's a very serious situation that's unfolding, and it will take its course. And uh, there's an inquiry that will begin soon. So I'm not expecting you to talk about that, but just. Chris Fagan standing down. Um, what effect has that had on you and, and the other players uh, at, at the club? How's that been handled um, and, and how's that been felt? Yeah, obviously um, for the players, it's a it's a fair shock and uh, it's disappointing to see. But at the minute, we haven't missed any 
um, any coaching because we've all gone away and we're all doing our own thing at the moment. There's boys on holidays, there's boys at home. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out once we return to, to the club. And I'm sure it's something that the Lions and Swanee and all of our um, all of our officials up there are, are trying to trying to work out and handle. But mm. yeah, we we supported we supported him when it all happened. Um, we supported all of our Indigenous boys, and um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how it how it all ends up. I've I've heard what sort of Charlie Cameron's had to say about it, and and I've seen you know Chris Fagan marching with the Indigenous players and a, and a large group of you at Black Lives Matter and. Um, I, I know that for different players, he has been different things in his time uh, up there, and father figure gets thrown around a lot. Um, again, we're, we're obviously very conscious of the, the seriousness of the allegations and not being dismissive of that at all. But just from a personal experience, what's he been to you? Yeah, he's been nothing but nothing but great ever since I got up there. Um, you know, he's all about building the relationships with all the boys, and you can see that from the outside. Um, yeah, we, you know, you, whenever you're going through a tough time, he's always the first one to wrap his arms around you and, and help you out. So everything we've seen up here has been, been great. And, um, yeah, as I said before, it's disappointing to see what's come out, but, uh, there's nothing we can do about it now. We just have to, have to let it all unfold and, and see what happens after that. Uh, Huey, appreciate your, your, your candour there. Uh, Gary and Tim would be really disappointed with you if I didn't ask you what your farm down there. They're, they're, they're well, I'll say hobby farmers. They might get offended by that, but they're obsessed with farming, um, at tractors and whatnot. So the family farm in Warrnambool, uh, what are you doing there? Uh, yeah, just not too much, to be honest. I'm not, not great on the, on the work <laughs> front. Um, back and try and relax a little bit and... I uh, do a bit of training, but I've been out once or twice just on the motorbikes and had a ride around and just getting some fresh air and some space. So I, I really enjoy. What are your family um, farm? What, 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 what are you running there? Yeah, we've dairy. Yeah, okay. so Christmas Day because we say they don't miss a day. We're usually out there as a family um, doing the milkings then because everyone else is away. So that's when I that's when I get the hands dirty and do a little bit. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's all it's all going well here and. It's just good to get back and, and relax for a bit. The other two questions I ask are what breed of cow and what kind of tractor? So I'm just ticking these off because I'll, I'll probably get in trouble if I don't. <laughs> so we've got the Frisian cows. Yes. Um, which are the black and white cows. And we have John Deere's. There yeah. we go. John Deere tractors. Job done at my much. end. <laughs> hey, just uh, let people know as Perfect. well. So Humor Cluggage is, is doing something really extraordinary in his off-season. Two weeks volunteering uh, at a school that's been set up in Nepal by World Youth International. He's going to share his knowledge for passion of music and sports and help teach literacy to kids who have not had access to that kind of education. Uh, it's a major campaign. We're raising funds to do it as well. So, Hugh, where can people go? Uh, apparently, it costs $100 to provide one child access to sports and creative arts programs at the World Youth International School in Nepal. Tax-deductible donations can be placed via... Uh, so you can go to the World Youth International website and there'll be a link on there otherwise my instagram has a link in the bio and my linkedin also has a fair information on it um, which is just humor cluggage so yeah there's plenty of plenty of ways to jump on and any any bit of support is appreciated um so if you just want to have a look and see what i'm getting up to then that's also that's also completely fine and and appreciate it well so thanks very much sammy for having me on and letting me read about it 
No, that's absolutely fine. We look forward to following the journey, mate, and can't wait to hear about it uh, when you get back after watching you do it uh, while you're there. Thanks for joining us. We'll let you get back to your R&R before you head off to Nepal. Thank you, mate. Too easy. Cheers. Uh, Hugh McCluggage, Brisbane Lions superstar. So the website is worldyouth.org.au, fundraising 100 bucks to provide a child access to sports and creative arts program at the World Youth International School in Nepal. So Hugh McCluggage heading over there for two weeks to volunteer, teaching 650 students. And he's going to take a share in as well, uh, which is good stuff too. So um, if you want to find out more about World Youth International and the work that they do, providing volunteering opportunities to more than 4,000 Australians and what they've been able to do to help uh, more than 40,000 people around the globe. We're going to put this chat up on the podcast, uh, the Sporting Capital page, sen.com.au, but uh, that's brilliant from Hugh uh, and should be fully commended for what he's doing there. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Harcourt's open line is always open uh, and you can text in on the 40 Wings temper text 0433 Aaron in Broadmeadow, stay right there. We'll come to you on the other side uh, of the break. At 8.30, Joe Watton's going to join us to preview this round of AFLW as well. All still to come on the Sporting Capital SEN. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.